sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for right And raise your glass Cause time's happening much too fast If you wanna slow it down Make sure you stick around And who knows, maybe you'll get in the last If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten Looking for rhyme or reason All it takes is ten drinks All it takes is ten drinks All it takes is ten drinks Minimum Welcome to Ten Drink Minimum. My name is Chris. James is here. Hello. And we have the return of one Billy Belmont. Hey, guys. I'm sorry. It's it's been a long time since I've been on the show. I'm actually really excited to do this. We <laughs> <laughs> turned down the uh, phone monitor. <laughs> so Billy's back from vacation. Actually, three vacations. You had one where I went to to L.A. and I had yeah. two where I went to the, the camping trip, which I'm apologizing I wasn't a part of because I was I, I went to go grab some water and then just <laughs> is that what happened. <laughs> And then just passed out in, in my Collapsed. Van. There's a photo of you <laughs> collapsed in the van. And then last week I was on vacation in, yeah. in, with my, I was in upstate. It's a lot of vacation. A lot of vacation. But uh, yeah, so uh, before, we, before we get into the uh, evening's uh, entertainment, I just want to point out that uh, we, have, uh, we have, she's not here. She got stuck in Santa Fe today, uh, but um, Michael, uh, we want to congratulate Michael. What, what did she win? Uh, she won the New Mexico Broad- Broadcasting Association's Award for Best Sports Show. Oh, yeah. Her, well, her show did. Yeah, her show did, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just like Michael. <laughs> just like, yeah, it was like on a pedestal. It's like, like and the winner I'm is Michael, Michael La- LaDrange or whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> Lamont. <laughs> what? Whatever her name is, I'm sure she's gonna love that. Well, thing is, our I, co-host. Well, thing is, I, I called her Michael for a long Michaela, Michaela for a long time. Yeah. I, now I'm just getting used to her last name. Yeah. Look, what is it? Lamont. So Lamont. here we have uh, Biller <laughs> Bell something. I don't know. Biller like, Bellstoff. <laughs> you know Billy Bell Bell Beldmason. Beldmason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you mess up Billy, but I thought it was Buddy. It could be. It could be. The voice you hear, this is not uh, falsified. It is not uh, created. That, oh, that's not on yet, but it will be. <laughs> right. It's not on you yet. All right. We have in the studio, I, I, a lot of people, this is something a lot of people thought would never happen, but it's happening. It's happening. We have one dandy Fleming in the studio. Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, as, as much as you guys bust each other's balls, I would love to make a <laughs> montage of like pictures of you and two, you two together <laughs> yeah. with like, I don't want to wait for my love to be over. Because <laughs> you guys, man. I don't think those pictures exist. <laughs> if you can find them, do it. Yeah. Well, I, I support. I support you in your creative endeavors. Yeah. And uh, even weirder that he's on the show. I mean, you know, I just want to point this out. You know, uh, you know, Churchill had Hitler. You know, um, Luke Skywalker had Darth Vader. I have Dandy Fleming, see, in my life. And even weirder, I invited Dandy Fleming to this show today. 
Is that even weirder? I mean, e- evil Kim, really? You're gonna I, I, what? <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? Uh, I, uh, I didn't uh, see that. Uh, What's going must, on? Must be an accident. <laughs> happy, happy it, was, accident. it was just we have like a flip book of all the evil things he said. <laughs> oh, did. wow! Look at that. Hmm. Can you explain this, what? Dandy? Are you looking at the background? Yeah, yeah. I'm checking it out. Yeah. What do you think? That's pretty good, man. <laughs> pretty I good. made that this afternoon for you. Nice. I think yeah, it's, it's it's a montage yeah, of uh of you. <laughs> you know. There's the if you look appreciate I mean, it. If if Smiley leans forward a little bit the, and you lean forward a little bit, there's the lean forward dandy. There's the big dandy cane <laughs> that Billy made. There's uh the dandy you can lean back. There's the dandy vampire from Blade uh uh two right up here. Then this one is like whenever you and I did the picture where we were like, you know, Th- you know, thirty style boxing. Yeah, and then that's you from like Pirates of the Caribbean, right there. Actually, the placement Bugger. of the camera, Smiley, move over like to the to your left because Danny's head is blocking. Oh yeah, you. he's kind of blocking you. Yeah, we have limited space. It's not, you know, it, it's not as big as you know you think, but that's fine. Helps us control the sound. I can't. I can't see the screen very. Oh, sorry, yeah, no. he doesn't know. <clears throat> But he, usually it's Michael sitting there, so it's usually oh, that's him true. above Michael. Yeah, Dandy's a little taller than Michael. Do you actually even remember meeting Dandy? I can remember yes, meeting him. Yes, I remember the first night we ever met. No way, really? Yes. You, well, you don't remember because you're fucking wasted. No way. <laughs> that, that was yeah. another thing. Actually, we'll get to that in a second. You were there. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but let, let's, let's yeah. hear about when you guys first met. So I knew of Dandy. Of course, you know, there's a lot of people that knew of Dandy because, you know, he infamously owned was the one of the owners of the blackbird bouvet a lot of people consider the the heart of downtown before you know it was ceremoniously shut down but i knew uh let's see i knew russell from the porter draw right um i don't know if i'd really met joey i, I knew josh because i'd met all of them before you were in the porter draw i mean contrary to popular uh, journalists thinking that you've been in the Porter Draw <laughs> since the beginning. I knew those guys before you were in the band. Then you you were in the band. So it was the first year Billy and I went to Road to Riches. And Billy was oh. already passed out. It was 9 o'clock, so he was in bed. He was in the tent asleep. He was out. So you guys played on that Friday night. Yeah, man. And you were wasted. It was an epic show. Yeah, that's a legendary show, mainly because of how drunk you were, right? <laughs> it wasn't just me, though. Really. Well, it wasn't just you, but you were, the, they, you were the drunkest. Yeah, probably. Like, if you rewatch those videos, like, Joey stops drumming to lean forward and talk to Russell about you. Because <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> fucked up and playing. Yeah. So then you had not planned to, like, camp out. I think you just had your car, and you were yeah. sleeping in your car. Yeah. Yeah, I had my car. I didn't did not plan to stay. And someone has a picture of me and you talking to each other for the first time. And it's like back and forth at the camp. Uh-huh. That was the first time we met. I, I do remember that now. Yeah. I just didn't put it all together. Yeah, you remember now, right? Yeah. That was the first time we ever met. Nice. And I think we did hit it off. Like we were, we were kind of like, you know, there was some other guy that was at the camp that was kind of a dick to me. And it wasn't Dandy. It was some other guy. And I just remember that. And I was just kind of like, whoa. What an asshole! And then, and then, you know, well, I don't, this, this is first year, right? Yeah, this first year. And I was, of course, passed out. Not even by nine, but like yeah. eight. Yeah. And I was. These people, I'm renowned for my snoring, so I can imagine like, because we we're pretty close to the stage that yeah, year. Yeah, we weren't far. And so I can just imagine somebody be like, "What the fuck is that noise? It's probably me snoring in my tent with no blanket, mind you." I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. It's like, "What the fuck just happened to me?" Yeah, it it gets cold. People show up. I always, always that's my first time, and I froze. Yeah, I I just got in my car because I couldn't drive home, and I hadn't planned on staying. So I got in my car and grabbed my jacket. Did you just start drinking, and you were just like, "Oh shit, I can't stop." Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, "Oh, it's a party." It was your first like, year. Yeah, it's my first year. I had yeah. no idea. They didn't tell me anything about it. They right. just said it's gonna be really fun. I was like, I don't. It's really sounds weird when you tell someone it's a birthday party for somebody and there's yeah. bands that play and yeah. people camp out. And I was like, I don't. know People what that's are about. notoriously for underselling it. Yeah. And so we always like, we're the opposite. So when people are going, we're like, it is gonna be cold. So take clothing, take whatever. Like someone was gonna go with a sister that didn't own pants, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I want you to go because. It's cold. You know, you're gonna. She's like, ah, oh, wear leggings, and I was like, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, 
Okay, so just um, just to inform listeners, Danny Fleming um, has been around in this this music scene for years, like as long as I've been in the scene mm. here in Albuquerque. Actually, I would say a little after. I think there was like a time when you just start. We're, we're starting to play bass, and I think I was there. And it's like this: who's this guy? But you know, the first I met you was at a Hey Dandy show. Yeah, oh, yeah. there was a Hey Dandy. You were in a band called Hey Dandy. Yeah, the band that turned into Lazy Robot was called Hey Dandy okay. at first. <laughs> and me and my buddy Jim, we worked mm-hmm. together, and we talked about music all the time. Talked about bands we used to be in um, when I lived in Las Cruces and when he was out in Memphis. And so we. Wait, uh, you were in a band in Las Cruces. I, I because let's let's get one thing straight. I remember you when you weren't that good. <laughs> yeah, and then so they like were talking a couple like days a, ago, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy just kind of hanging out?" And then he turned out to be one of my one of the the better bassists in town. Yeah, persistence, man. You gotta hang out, do it a lot. But yeah, yeah. so I was in I was in a couple bands in Las Cruces before I moved up here, and then so but Hey Dandy was supposed to be a joke. It was we That's, talked about stuff. We learned. We got together. And we we're like, we're gonna learn a cover. We're gonna write four originals. We're going to play a show at the launch pad, get free drinks, and invite a whole bunch of people from work. And we did that one once, and then everybody loved it. And they said, do it again. And we did like <laughs> two or three more times, and we, we started like putting some effort into it and writing some songs. And then we decided we should probably name the band something different yeah. so if we were going to do it for real. <laughs> Instead of Hey Dandy. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how many bands in, in town kind of blossom like that. Yeah, I think it's a good way to do it. You just start doing stuff, and then if it sticks, throw stuff on the wall, see what sticks. But it's just it was kind of funny because Jim wanted to call the band that because that's what he said he heard all day at work. He'd be like, "That's all I hear all day." Hey, Dandy. Hey, Dandy. So that was <laughs> that was our inside joke on that. That's funny because you guys work together, you and Jim Phillips, right? Yeah, yeah, we worked together for many, many years. In like call centers, right? Uh, yeah, technically, yeah, it's a call center. It wasn't one of the big ones. It was a small software startup. Uh, so, yeah. He was a trainer. He went out on site and taught people how to use the software, and I answered phones and stuff. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's that. I remember whenever we were talking to you guys about talking to you about how you met Jim, and you were saying, like, yeah, we worked together in a call center. He's the one who said, hey, you should learn how to play, like, an instrument, right? <laughs> no. Oh no! You played before that. Yeah, I, I played I before thought that. that that's uh, the thing is, that's why no. I was like, I thought you just picked up the bass, and it's like, burp, burp, burp. it's like, who the hell is this guy? No, I mean that's how it started. It's not before that. Different friend said, "Hey, let's start a band," and I went to the pawn shop, and drums are too expensive, and he was already playing guitar. So that's I how it starts. Like you're like, I want to be a musician. Musicians get all the babes, but then yeah. you go to the place, and then it's like. Well, drums are fucking expensive. Yeah. And then, well, I guess bass is cool, but I can't play just bass by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I would have probably did guitar if if my friend wasn't already a guitarist, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he chose that first, so I had to go second. Yeah, you were like. He got dibs. He's like, 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 don't worry, bass players get laid, I swear. (laughs) You're like, yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, man, believe me, just pick up the bass, you'll just get, you know, Leave some pussy for the rest of us, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah, well, he didn't so tell. Be, I, I didn't pay attention it. to that rule, man. <laughs> and that's just what you tell a guy who you want to be in your band. It's like, no, just play bass, man. It's cool. Just do it. Yeah. Just be sure to lock down. Just be sure to. Get so, was that tested. the first band you were in, Lousy Robot? No, no that's that's probably like my. What were some First of the, real successful oh. band, probably. What was the other names of the bands you were in? It's in a band called Hybrid. You were in a band called Hybrid. Yeah, I did a I did an art project with some guys, and we were called Thirty Six Bottles Breaking. And uh, for that right. one, we just I recorded noise and feedback on a four track, and um, a friend worked at Macaroni Grill at the time, and he brought thirty six of those big wine jars. Yeah. And like I played feedback on four track and had a little Casio keyboard and we wore masks and we broke thirty six bottles. Every show. Yeah. Well, we only had one. You only had one. Yeah. And someone's all, "Don't ever fucking come back here." Actually, again. like Joe asked us to come back. That Joe night. Yeah, as we're sweeping the, the stage and getting the glass oh, wow. out there. He's like, "You guys want to come back?" And we tried it again, but we didn't have we didn't have 
the same reaction because yeah. we didn't really have 36 bottles to break. Then it probably was like everybody's like, yeah, I've seen these guys. Yeah. They fucking break. They fucking break a bunch of bottles on stage. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, Watch. It's, it like, it's like Gallagher's. It's like that Gallagher's fella, but with bottles. Yeah. And then I did a couple just a little recording projects with friends from Las Cruces that never really went anywhere. When did you uh, when did you get into the dirty novels? Which is probably uh, when the fir- the first time I ever oh, probably I met remember, you. I remember hearing about dirty novels. Yeah, it's probably around I want to say 2000 Nine, okay. I'd have to check the timeline, but yeah, r- r- like probably a year or two after. Is that that's the, I don't know. I I met the dirty novels at there was this weird. Well, it was called Weird Vehicle. It was a show on PBS. Yeah, yeah. Were you on that one? Yeah. See, I thought that was the first time we met. That is the first time we met, but that's not the first time we really like hung out and talked. Okay, yeah. Because you guys were all fucking assholes. Oh, I was no, like, it's, Hi, a, I'm, it's I'm, an act. I'm Chris, and they're like, mm, so. I have a story about the dirty novels. Yeah. Man, let's hear it. No, no, go ahead. Are you done? But, but no, he, but he was like, yeah, I was like, hi, my friends back in Portales said they party with you guys in Roswell. You guys are super cool. Oh, right on. Thanks, man. Later. <laughs> that was my dirty novels meeting with you. I just remember being like, I was in Socorro, and we had picked up an alibi because we were playing a show in Socorro, and flipping through the pages of the alibi, and they already, like, this band had been around for like a month, and they're already having like full page articles in the alibi. I was like, the fuck these guys. And um, I just remember being like salty about it. It's like these fucking trendy ass motherfuckers. Fuck them. Oh, yeah, they were that. <laughs> that was who they were. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I joined the band probably a year after they started. And like, yeah. So I, can, I can remember like lifting up the page, and it's like we're playing a show. Like this, this. The house show, and I'm like holding this 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 article in front of my friends, like look at those fucking assholes. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's good. But then they turn out to be like one of my some well, of the it people. Some of them are probably still assholes. I think probably. Yeah. Maybe it's just an act. Because there's been quite a that that band was like the I don't know the Ramones because like they had like 20 members. You know, <laughs> you're like oh uh, Bobby Ramone's still alive. You know, <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> oh Danny Ramone's still alive. <laughs> Danny Ramone's still alive. <laughs> no, there was because like you were in it. Joey was in it. Paul was in it. Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, there's like a fuckload so, of people. Like, Paul and Joey were a couple of the founding members. Yeah. Um, Brian Neriam was in it with me for a long time. That was the uh, the most popular lineup was Paul, Joey, Brian, and myself. Okay. Like, we did we did the most. And I like kinda, how that you choose that one that you're in. That's, oh, yeah. That's it's good. Definitely. <laughs> it's, it's definitely the most Smart. sexiest. Smart. I, I, I'd agree with that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then I ended up actually seeing them, and they were yeah. really good. Because like Leonard was in the band, right? Yeah, Leonard filled yeah. in for a for a while. Like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Leonard, the owner of the, the Atomic, uh, Atomic yeah. Cantina. Yeah, I've heard that story. I don't, we don't need to tell it here. Yeah, no, it was like Leonard's cool, man. <laughs> no, I like Leonard. I don't want I don't want someone saying, "Hey, you talk shit about me on the show." I'm gonna no, bash man. you. No, we'll, man, we, we'll talk shit about people, but not Leonard. Mm. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Okay. I like, yeah, and really, because I say like that lineup. We yeah. were around for a long time, but we also like we knew what our image was, and we yeah. kind of we played it up. Like, where did you get your clothes at for that? Just you know, everywhere, everywhere. Because like, you got uh, at the Woolsworth. At the Woolsworth, you guys definitely had a look, right? You kind of yeah. We went through we went through a few phases. Yeah, like, I like we, how you're as a band, you went through a whole phase. Like, yeah, we went through like probably like, okay, two guys, solid looks. This 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 next three months, we're gonna do crushed velvet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, purple crushed was, velvet and gold. There's probably like eight. To, Eight months to a year where we kind of did, we kind of went way overboard. I call it the, uh, it's like our um, 60s rock, so it's kind of like. Yeah, psychedelic. Yeah, and it was really bad. Yeah, when it's I like saw a Mike you, Myers I was, movie a lot of I, times. Yeah, <laughs> I was just pretty much like, I was like, there's people that, I was like, I wonder if these guys dress like this outside of like yeah. their band, you know? No, no. Yeah, yeah well. We, we, we didn't. No, Paul kind of did. Paul. Was I was going to say Paul kind of did. He's. And very Brian, fashionable. Brian, Brian was just black, yeah, vampire yeah. stuff. But Paul was flashy. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's, oh, I forget about Brian. Yeah, but yeah, but Brian. We, Brian was like, "Hey guys, I'll vote for black." This <laughs> month, they're like, "Yeah, we know, we know." Yeah. <laughs> so you can do your the monkeys like poofy shoulders, but I'm just gonna wear black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll wear that, but in black. Do you guys have it in black? I probably, I probably credit him for kind of reining us in at some point. Oh good. We're at some show. We like looked around. And we're like, man. <laughs> I think 
He's like, what are we doing? I was like, I yeah. don't know. Let's kind of go back to basic rock and roll. I would say, I would say, there's a couple of times like in that era that I saw the dirty novels around the 2010, 2011 era that there was other bands that were kind of, you know, you would go to Bert. This is before I really knew Billy and them. I would go to Bert's and I would just kind of like go, you know, I remember Poncho and uh, uh, Sam. They had, what was it? Uh, what was their band called? Canyon? Grand Canyon. Canyon. Grand Canyon. Yeah. They would get up on stage. And I mean, they, they were like another one of those bands where you're just like, what in the fuck? You know? Like uh, Sam or Poncho would have on a poncho and then a sombrero. And then their hype man, who lives like one street over, uh, the judo guy, yeah, he would wear uh, American flag Speedos. Yeah, and then, I remember that. And then cross trainer <laughs> shoes, and that was all. And then he would like kick, high kick a uh, tambourine during the show. I don't remember, but like, and then Sam, oh, Sam would always wear like a 1970s uh, suit, yeah. you know, that you, you know, with a big butterfly collar, you know. Yeah. And then whoever else was, and you're just like, what in the fuck is going on here? But, you know, I don't think bands really do that as much anymore. No, I think they should. I mean, Bobby does. Yeah, Bobby, yeah, Bobby and Shoulder Voices, man, they, they know what they do, and they do it well. And I, yeah. I think people appreciate it. I like it when I go to a show and the, yeah. the band is but, the band. They yeah. put on like some, you, a performance. Like you, don't, you don't look around and go, I wonder which one the ba- which people the band are. Yeah, exactly. And you go, oh, no, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even in bands that I've been in where we weren't extra over the top with the costume right. and stuff, we still always tried to look like we belonged on stage. Right. Stage, you know, dress, you know, dress for stage. Yeah, exactly. Like I was watching a documentary about uh, about the history of rap. No, you're right. And when Run DMC came out, all of the other rappers were like, "What the fuck are you doing? That's what we wear off stage. Where's your leather? You know, because they would all wear like uh-huh. leather skin tight suits with like big shoulder pad things with frillies all over them. That was what rappers wore. Yeah, you know. And it was just <laughs> like Run DMC comes out and they're like full black with Adidas yeah. with a bucket hat. You know. And the, the other rapper's like, that's, you know, did, did you not have any money for a leather suit? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what the crazy, fuck? Man. Where's your leather suit at? That's awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. So you transitioned from like, so you guys, you guys got the bright idea. You were like, hey, we're a band. We should, we should buy a bar. How did yeah. that go? Man, I wish I could blame some long night of drinking, but that's basically what happened. We were, we were getting popular we were trying yeah. to figure out like how to take advantage of that traction right and we were doing well we were getting people were interested when we'd go out of town getting we would geeks yeah we were getting you know we'd we'd get people to show up and so we're like how what can we do to make this like take off like give us the ability to to do it more and so we talked yeah. about owning a bar and it's like if we have a bar we could come back and we can bartend when we're here get some extra money and when we're gone the bar will make money for us. Did you us. actually bartend? I never saw you bartend. Yeah, I bartended a little bit at the really? beginning. Yeah. I gave up... The the odd thing is I gave up my shifts um, when the uh, fire at the El Rey happened. How come? Because the launch pad closed and there was, mm-hmm. like, there was bartenders like that were, you know, career no. bartenders Left needed jobs. Jobless, like, yeah. I was like, I can't just sit here and like do this... Wow. Good faith. That was like, when, uh, listen to yeah, this. Nolan yeah, and uh, Aaron came over from the launch pad because oh, of that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron got most of my shifts because I was doing some happy hour shifts and, and, you know, so it just made more sense to me to like let a professional <laughs> come and do their job. So if somebody were to come up to you and ask for a, I know it's a hard drink to make, a Billy, a Billy screwdriver mo- monster hat. Would you know? A how Billy to make screwdriver it? No, man. monster no. hat. <laughs> I could make. I could do a couple drinks and then make that. I mean, when I was doing, when I was bartending, I I put in the work. I learned and tried to do them. That's probably the best. So when someone asked for a Manhattan, I could make it. Or you know, there's some of them I'd look up. You know, when people ordered something stupid, I'd just Google it. Oh, I, I bartended for years and I still don't know what's in a liquid marijuana. I just know what color it's supposed to appear when I hand it to them. 
Yeah, there you go. That's funny because Brian Brian was the uh, <laughs> and they don't know either. And they don't know either. Okay, cool. Yeah, they just know it's whatever color. They just know sweet. it's a, a greenish blue someone, color. Okay, yeah. somebody has never put a drink back to you and said, "This is not a liquid." This does no. not have the gin. This does not have the right kind of gin in it. I know that oh, gin. <laughs> that's never happened because they don't know what's in it either. That's right. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's a, like Brian, who's a professional bartender. That's what he does. And that's he, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I would bartend, I'd ask him to help me learn to make drinks. And he said, if they ask for something, you don't know what it is. Ask them what color it is and if it's sweet. Oh, wow. And he's like, you can, from there, you can just figure it out. You, if they say it's red it. and sweet, just make it red and sweet. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's seriously one of the first things I learned when I started bartending. I'm, oh, I don't know what this drink is. Well, you know, it's supposed to be green. Figure it out from there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What is it? Okay, what is the, so, I guess so, what, so what makes it green? Midori? Midori. That's what it is. I was trying to think of the, the yeah. Because like everybody's like, can you make a grasshopper? And you're like, well, I'm assuming that's green. You know? <laughs> That'd be a creme de mint, though. Yeah. Oh, creme de mint. That's what it is. What's that? You need another one? Yeah, if you got one. Dandy was like, I will not come on the show. He had a writer. He's like, I will not come on the show unless you get... Uh, Lone Star beer. Where can you get Lone Star in Albuquerque? Uh, I had to drive to a couple different places. You go to Texas. I had to go. I went. To, they originally had it at Lo, at Lois, at Lowe's, and they don't have it there anymore. So I had to go to Jubilation. Jubilation wow. had it. Here's one thing about Dandy. As long as I've known him, mm-hmm. I've never seen him. Like I've never seen him drunk. Oh, you missed out. I've missed it's out. Happened, it's, it's happened five times. I was either drunk or like not there. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, that was the night. You can watch that video of him on, I don't know who has it, Russell. Somebody has it's it. It's on Facebook. Yeah, you can find it. And he is so fucked up playing bass. I've never seen him drunk. The day and he, I always think like he's drinking a beer. I always think he's just like putting, like yeah. pouring it out on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he yeah. may be straight He's edge. like wasted doing the dandy dance, you know, the... The bass dance he does, the little back and forth wobble. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys bought the Blackbird. Owned it for five years. Eight. We were open for eight. Eight years? Yeah. Really? Yeah, eight years, okay, yeah. I saw. I, oh, no, that's right. I only went for five years. Yeah, because yeah, you guys don't eight even Because years. you would talk shit about it. You guys on, don't even remember me working there. I don't remember well, you I got working mad. there. I got mad at them because they would bring in these fucking DJs. Like that, When I first went, I loved it. I was like, this place is great. There's live music all the time. Then all of a sudden, the live music ended, and it was like DJs. Like You have a DJ inside and a DJ on the patio, so I couldn't even get away from the DJ. Yeah, yeah. DJs were really popular for a while, yeah. which also runs off a few people when they get, you know, a lot, a lot of times I myself do it. Like you find a place and it's quiet, and yeah. there's a handful of people and you really know them and it gets popular and you're like, ah, oh, man, all these people are in my place. Right. So yeah. yeah, the DJs, the DJ scene blew up and we were booking the hell out of DJs. Oh yeah. They like, made fun of it on Portlandia. Yeah. Man, people were, people were just like <laughs> eating it up and then all of a sudden like everybody else tried to st- right. started to do, and then we went back to live music. Well, the shit that drove me nuts with it was, is like, if you had a DJ like way funky, yeah, way funky is good. a perfect example. If you have a DJ way funky, that guy's playing records, you know, he's fucking doing, he's DJing, yeah. but you'd have these fuckheads like you're at, you're at back when marble was tolerable to go to. Yeah. You know that that was me really talking shit right there because I was there last night and I've just I've just had enough, I've had enough. These fuck faces from the the east side of Albuquerque have taken over. But anyway, you'd go into Marble and a guy would be setting up to DJ, no turntables, no nothing, just his MacBook, and he's like plugs in the cord to the to the the PA and just starts playing, just hits playlist. Oh, <laughs> you know, man. and I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's we always. I mean, we you had a few jackasses like that, but it's hard to know. Like, it's like with the band, someone's like, hey, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna pack your place. We're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll give you a Tuesday night, and they they show up with records and record players, and then we yeah. kind of give them another chance. But they showed up like that. That was always. Uh, I mean, it happened a, a lot. Bad thing. Yeah, it happened a lot. Okay, so there's the the big stigma about having a DJ set. It's like, oh, we have our MacBooks. Yeah, and we have this little like pseudo mixer that yeah. doesn't really do anything, but we just have to look like we're like mixing it. What I want to do is just bring a freaking boombox and just put a tape in, <laughs> put, a, and then, put and a, just, a microphone to it, put a microphone to it, and just like move the dials on the boombox. That would be and so that funny. would be fucking amazing. And you know how many like you could do that in Brooklyn, and people would be like, "Oh my god, have you seen this guy?" And I would just like just. Move down the the the, the toe yeah. knob of like <laughs> yeah. bass and treble back and forth and just kind of the like equalizer stand. on the on the boombox. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I yeah. would if I did that people would eat that shit up. What you would really oh, totally. what would be really cool is if you if you bought an old boombox and kind of gutted it out and then kind of put turntables like for the big where the speakers were, people would come and be like, "Look, that's a fucking boombox." And you're like, you know, mixing it up, everybody's like, "Oh, wow. Have you seen that guy? He's got like a boombox turntable." It's like, "Look, I'm going to turn the treble down a bit." Yeah. And then here, and then the bass, the, the the fucking beat drops. They just turn it back up. Right, that would be pretty hilarious. But that would happen a lot. And so that one, the the thing that I didn't like was is like if you had it inside, that's fine. I could go out on the patio. But then you had it where like I'd go out on the patio, and there's a different DJ out on the patio. Yeah. So then I was like, fuck this place, and I get so mad about it. You so know, like, go ahead. Oh. So then I was then Billy's like, "Hey, you hate that place?" I was like, "I don't hate it. I just I used to love it. I said I loved when they had live music, but you'd have these f- you go. Like I remember one night, I have a really great story. It, go ahead and tell yours and then I'll tell mine. It's about my uh, friend Deb. I had the last uh, panic attack I ever had was at the Blackbird. And only because the the person was like uh, cuz you got the, the whatever the coffee machine there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was really cheap and I was like, "Yeah, let's have one of those cuz I'm kind of drunk and I Basically, thought I was gonna die. Because um, coffee, I guess you're. They're talking about coffee having more like uh, caffeine than mm-hmm. uh, Red Bulls. Sure. So it's like I was drinking like three or four. It's like yeah, I just you know I just need to stop drinking and like dancing. And then I straight up lost it and had to like one walk home and then just sit in my bed looking at the edge of death for like four hours because I drank so much coffee. At the Blackbird. <laughs> Somebody took offense to my East Side comment. I make no apologies. <laughs> no, yeah. That's the worst side. <laughs> but what was, what was that like hey, that coffee machine? Like you, 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 don't, you don't put your coffee machine on display at 1230 at night. <laughs> it, was, it was always in the same place. Yeah, yeah. we didn't move it. It's an espresso machine. Yeah. It wasn't getting moved around. Yeah, yeah, yeah espresso machine. And so it was fully functional. Even most at, at most one people o'clock. complained about the, the the pile of like uh, muffins or cookies they'd have there yeah. in the middle of the night. Be all, oh man, that was my favorite. We want those. Yeah, um, we had security cameras. Yeah, and I would I would like if I wasn't there. Sometimes I just check in. I'd grab my phone. I would pull it up just to see like how busy it is. Don't yeah. need to go down there and help. I, I and there were so that. many so many times I would I would look and then I'd see somebody like. Lifting the thing and grabbing the really? cupcake. Oh, yeah. Away. No, no. We had to like take uh, them away from display because oh. that was a thing. Like, yeah. We got busy and people were jacking all the muffins. Just. Just, yeah. We'd be like, what happened to all the cupcakes? So I we, didn't we, sell any we're of them. We're not even hitting on this. Smiley worked for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Until <laughs> til he didn't. Til he didn't. <laughs> and then I do not remember when you these, did. These guys don't even remember it. Never do. Never one time. <laughs> They're all like, There's hey, no we're photos open for of five it. years. We don't even remember Smiley working there. I'm like, really? So I, I remember one time, this is a funny smiley story. You invited me. You guys had your, your uh, employee party. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you guys always did your Christmas party in the summertime. Yeah. I guess because it was busier so you guys could afford it or something like that. Yeah, right? just something different. Something weird. So then like, you tell me, you're like, hey, this Wednesday we're going to close down and we're only going to be open for the employees. And uh, you, you know, come on, come on over. You know, you're, you're welcome to come. I was like, right on. So I go. That was really nice of you. Thank you. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, super yeah. nice. So I go. And you guys have had it catered by uh, uh, what's that that uh, Indian place, the buffet one that's Taj Mahal? oh Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. Yeah, you had Mahal. it catered by Taj Mahal, so which was great. So then I look over, and Smiley's like in the in the bar ordering a drink, and you have Tiff bartending, or friend Tiff. And I go, hey James, you're invited to this uh, to the employee party, and he goes, what? I was like, you were invited to this private party, and he's all looks around. This is a private party. I just showed up to drink here. <laughs> Yeah, man. Right on. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if they'll make you leave or not. And nobody did. No one ever even uh-huh. noticed or said anything. No, Tiff looked over at Brian and was like, Smiley can be here, right? And Brian went, yep. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things. Even though you hated us and our oh, dual DJs oh, okay, and talk okay. shit, we still we still invited you. We said, hey, man, <laughs> come into our inner circle. Come to our our, our holiday <laughs> company party and well, that's have some you guys free went back to live I, I, I don't know if we can talk about this now. Sure. The illegal things that would happen. Yeah. Are you talking about the the after hours yes. patio yeah. parties? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody knew that was happening. Okay. So well, we can talk about it on the show. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. You're, that, that, okay. If you obviously if you're still a business, 
that would be bad, right, of bad, course. bad publicity or just whatever. So on Sunday nights, it was mostly Sunday nights. Yeah. I think every... I we'd think, do the show and then go there. Yeah, we'd go there. And if Joey or Brian were there, we were, we were going to stay for a while. And I was off on Mondays and Billy's was, was off on Mondays. And I remember I was telling this story the other night. It was the first time I met Danielle, who worked there. We we, oh. were, at, we were at your yeah, yeah. we were at your going away party Friday night. And Danielle is a bartender at Bow and Arrow. You remember you know Danielle uh, Pickett's uh, the, Danielle? Yeah, yeah. So I told the story. I was, I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, you know Danielle. I was like, oh, do I? <laughs> and I told that whole story about the black, the the Norwegian black folk metal band, and. Um, how Danielle was waste like you know Joey Joey was there with the Norwegian black folk metal band because of course he was because <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course Joey was if anybody was going to so we end up like hanging out why do you have that we we end up hanging out on the patio with this Norwegian black folk metal band and Josh and Tiff show up and I, I guess Danielle didn't know Josh at the time I don't know if she knows him now but there was definitely some pent up like animosity towards Josh. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, because he's so bourgeois. Because he, you know, so Josh and like I'll say this he's myself. So Our friend Josh Williams. Hmm. Love him to death. But when I first saw him, I was like, that is the most hipster dude I've ever seen in my entire life. You know how oh, the yeah. argument started? Because oh, I do. they were they were talking about Billy Bragg. I was. You were talking about Billy Bragg. Because I went to the show. And then Josh of course, Josh is like, oh, I like Billy Bragg. Right. And so this well, girl. she and I were talking about yeah. it. She was like, you went to the Billy Bragg show? I was like, yeah. And she goes, I fucking love it. And she's wasted. And then Josh goes, I like Billy Bragg. Just, <laughs> Excuse me, you know, sir. You know, I, I, I love Billy and, Bragg. And literally, it was like this. She like looks at him like, no, no, and just throws a half empty can of PBR and hits him in the chest. I didn't even know what happened. And you, you weren't even then, uh, then you tell the story. So anyway, so oh, that's you're, right. You're talking. I didn't turned see away. This. I turned away. And so this exchange goes beyond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with with Josh and young, we'll say her name Danielle. Yeah. She, it's like you're not even working class. You have no idea <laughs> yeah, right. of the plight of what he's been through. Right. Like you Josh fucking is this bourgeois yeah. piece of shit kind of that, that <laughs> yeah, the gist of it. Yes. And what she does is take the, a PBR in her hand and just throws it at Josh's chest and it just spills all over him and then he and there's nothing happened really. It was just kind of like whoa. Easy now. But the thing is at the end of the night we're talking on a Sunday like 1.30 when we're not supposed to even be there. Yes, we're legally. drinking Lone Star beer. And um, it was just she. She ended up like uh, she was. She was wasted, and oh, yeah. uh, it was obvious. Yeah. And uh, she had to be carried out. When, well, when, when, when oh when, no, no. When, when, let me tell that part of the story. Okay. So, so they get Josh and Tiff. Like Tiff is going to fight her. They we get her like into the front of the bar, and it's like me and Joey, maybe you, were out there and her, and you guys had those metal tables. And we look over, and she's just kind of, like, wobbling. And then she falls and hits the table, and it slides across the, the brick. And she hits the ground, and you hear, like, that skull sound on the brick, like, uh. kunk. And it's like, oh. And, like, I look at Joey, and Joey's, Joey's pretty fucked up at this time. He's like, oh. Like, you know, he starts to, like, get the risk management look in his face, you know. <laughs> Carry her out the back. <laughs> yeah. So we go pick her up, and she's, like, limp noodle body, you know. And... Uh, what's her name? The tall blonde that used to work there, the waitress. Uh, uh, I want to say Caitlin, but that's not it. Caitlin was there one. There was a Caitlin. Was it a Caitlin? The one that moved to Austin always had like wolf dogs. Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin yeah. She's like, I'll take her home. So they take her home. I don't, you know, I come back the next week and I see her. She's working in Danielle. And I go, hey, are you all right? Is there, Are you okay? But she looks at me like, do I know this person? All of a sudden, then she goes, oh, were you here last Sunday? And I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah. So I tell her, like, the, the, you know, I was there when she fell down. She's like, yeah, I had a doctor's appointment scheduled for the next morning. And I went in, and I had bruises all the way down my body when I hit the ground. 
And the doctor asked me if there was something that I, he's like, he's like, you're in a safe place. Is there something you'd like to tell us? Are you safe at home? Yeah, (laughs) he's safe at home. She's like, no, I got drunk and I fell over. And he's like, it's okay to tell me the truth. That's, that's one of the stories from the blackbird that, that sticks around and it's grown. Like it, the, the, the pieces are always the same. It's like Danielle gets mad, says (laughs) Josh is a little bourgeois for her. (laughs) Yeah. But like what she throws and how big the fight gets, it like changes. Like I just it was, remember it was a glass drink. of whiskey and, and one. the thing oh. is, like, yeah. I'll, 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 she comes into my store. Like I work in a craft store sometimes, but she's like, I don't remember any of that. It's like, oh yeah, remember we saw her the next week and we're like, are you okay? And she didn't remember where we were. And then she, then she put the pieces together and she was like, wait, were you guys here last Friday or last Sunday? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, oh god, you know, like embarrassed. And then, you know, she told us a story about how she had to go to the doctor the next day and she was all bruised and they asked her if there was something she needed. You're in a safe place. I think we talked about this a lot because Pickett was on the show for Mm -hmm. a while. Oh, Oh, that's right. We had Pickett one night. Yeah. Yeah. And we we, we recreated the events. That's right. That's awesome. (laughs) See, there's a couple of stories like of those after parties that Mm -hmm. involve Pickett too. Oh, yeah. Like getting in fights or? No. Well, no, there was, I mean, there's, there's some stuff that, that just sticks around like the night that uh, he slept on the bar. Oh God! Yeah, come in the morning to open up, and he's asleep on the bar. On the yeah. bar. On the bar. Didn't he know that I had specifically made a sleeping area up in the attic? Yeah, I guess he couldn't make it. it was, that, the attic <laughs> was, was hard too, to get he was into. That man. fucked up. If he, you're th- if you're drunk, you can't get in the attic. That attic was yeah. sketchy. Okay, well. The pretense was to clean the attic, which I did do. I cleaned the attic and made like a really nice walkway, a nice two foot by like six foot walkway. Yeah. That was specifically, I mean, it was so you could get to everything, but it was also so you could take a nap right there. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. So the attic. Because you didn't want to go through the rest of the attic. No. Yeah. You couldn't. It was, it was shitty up there. Oh, I've seen people fall through ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. So falling through ceilings. So. Yeah, so we one like brunch got really popular. At, oh yeah, that was. I remember and so, this. So one one Sunday we're there that. and like Joey goes up in the top to like do something. Like goes up in the attic. I can't. I don't. I I got there right after it happened and when it was closed, we were supposed to be open for brunch. But apparently he went up there to do something and he stepped in the wrong spot and like stepped through the ceiling and I like, kind of he didn't fall through, but he came down and landed on like the uh, dishwasher which is a couple feet down and i just know he like he got so mad he came down and was like you guys fuck this we're closed yep. he locked the doors and he made everybody like clean yep. <laughs> and he was so bad because he felt through that because it was it was our ritual yeah every sunday but you weren't with me i went and i'm standing there i walk up outside and fernando and erica are outside and they're standing there. i was like what's going on and they're like oh man it's fucking closed i don't know and so we go over to Cecilia's, the one and only time I've ever been there. Yeah. To never go again. So that's when Fernando and I walked into Cecilia's with in Erica, and the lady goes, "Ooh, the red's a little little spicy today." And what she meant was, is uh, the red is the equivalent of us spraying a flamethrower into your fucking mouth, because <laughs> that's what it was. And that was the that day was that Joey fell through the roof, because that's yeah. why we didn't eat at Blackbird. We went to fucking Cecilia's, and we actually had to ask them, "Can you please bring us milk? This is so bad." That's <laughs> I was crazy. so hungry. It's, you know, I, when I was telling earlier about the, the camera watching people, yeah, Fernando's one of the people I caught stealing. Stealing oh, cupcakes. Man, oh man, cupcakes. I, it was really? awesome too because I was I saw him do it and I texted him. I was like, "Hey man, are you gonna pay for that?" And <laughs> oh, he was no. so he was like he was so he was sad. Yeah, he was super embarrassed. Oh man, but I'm gonna come, come, on, like, oh, uh, come on, I got you know, you know, you know, they don't even check like uh, if you take fucking cupcakes, man. You can do Andy's it. watching on the camera. Yeah, you know? it was it was so funny. I, I felt I felt bad later for like two seconds, but yeah, yeah I was I was texted. Uh, he's like, "You gotta pay for that, man." Never oh yeah, I didn't I catch you on. One. I didn't catch you no. on the video, but I'm more of the. I'm the opposite. I'd be like, these are my friends. If I saw someone stealing one, I'd be like, hey, you gonna pay for that? No, I did that. Yeah. Same, I did. The, I do the I'd same the, thing. I'd be, I'd be all. But you know those complimentary. Always as I'm walking had by. a problem with the Bloody Marys because they were too spicy. Too spicy. Always too spicy. Well, that's the bartender's fault. Mm-hmm. You gotta talk no, to it was the mix. Cool. It was the mix. He was the mix. Oh, on Sunday it was his mix. On Sundays? The bartenders. Whoever yeah. made the mix. Like, like Bagetza did a lot for the brunches and yeah. stuff. I don't think she made the mix. No. But yeah, you got to tell someone, say, can you make me I a would. mild one? And they wouldn't. Oh. Like, it's a mix. Yeah. I go, okay. 
<laughs> if you come any other day except for brunch, you would have got yeah. whatever. I, you for one, love the spiciness. I'm not spicy. Bloody Marys were great because I love the spiciness, but he hates it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, like, I, I like Bloody Mary, but not spicy. Either. I will say this about Brigetta or whoever did the brunch. You guys did French toast like no one else ever. Like, it was weird. Because I got to tell people, you got to get the French toast there. And they're like, oh, what's it like? I go, well, I can't really say that because every time I went, it was different. Yeah, she did. It was it was a custom menu almost every she single never week. Did, she never did. But she would do French toast almost every week. Yeah. And I never had the same twice. Mm-hmm. Like she did it one time where it was stuffed with peaches. It was oh, amazing. Yeah. And oh, I wanted wow. that again. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. It I will awesome. say I will, I will say one thing about plain brunch, though, is you get a free meal and like Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote two drinks." Yeah. Like whoever was bartending, which be like Billy, I, I would get the, I would be drunk, st- stumbling at like two o'clock. Right after when I when I got paid, I was like, "Oh shit, these guys are awesome." Right, you guys were notorious. The Blackbird was like notorious for like the place that cut people off more than anyone downtown. I have, I I credit that probably as you. We had we had will, really well trained bartenders there. Like every single bartender mm-hmm. we had there were career bartenders. Okay. The best James. bartender Thank there, you. I can Thank say you. right now, um, Jameson. Jameson would cut people off. Would right. just be like, yes, he would because he's good. He's yeah. good. He knows what he's doing. Oh, it was funny though because I had job. way more beers than my friend, and he cut my friend off, and he just let me keep drinking. So I don't know. Well, Jamie, I mean, there's a good bartender knows his yeah. customers, and yeah. he knows what his customers can drink, and if he doesn't know them, and he'll cut them. I mean, that's or her. She cuts them yeah. off. That's that's the whole thing. Right. Everybody that has been downtown in Albuquerque has drank in Albuquerque, has visited it, knows that Albuquerque and New Mexico liquor laws are strict. fucking stupid. Crazy. And they're strict. And we didn't own our liquor license. We were yeah. leasing it. So right. like, we had like zero tolerance for... Can for you say what that costs? Yeah, it's... Uh, it depends, obviously, um, but like, do you like how much we paid per month yeah. or how much one would cost? How right much now? you paid per month just we to paid, lease it? We paid our lease was like uh, between three thousand five hundred four thousand four thousand dollars a month for the lease of the liquor license or for the whole thing? Just the liquor license. Just the liquor just license. The liquor license. Fuck. Fuck, man. Yeah, this fucking business is hard, man. Yeah, and then, and, then, like and, then and then you have to lease the building too. Yeah, you lease the building. Have you been to the place that has replaced you? I have. Yeah, yeah. What we went think? this afternoon. Yeah. What would you think? It was good. I, I like it. Really? Well, I mean, I wouldn't like, choose there, all the purple. Was there kind of that like uh, like business respect? Like, oh, you own this building? Did you did you get a free food? We didn't no. get free food, but like we were sitting back there eating, and uh, Mike is one of the owners, and he was cooking, and he walked by, and he kept looking at us, and when I went inside to look around, he's like, oh, you, you guys are the owners before, right? And so, yeah, so he recognized us. We talked about it. And, like, you know. Did you think it was a little too expensive for downtown? Zulu's now. Yeah, I thought it was sixteen dollars for pasta with meatballs was a little high. It's five dollars for a canned Stella Artois. Really? No, thank uh, you. But Billy, you think everything's too expensive? I th- 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 like my biggest triumph as far as the Blackbird uh-huh. was bringing high life to the menu, and there should have been the Billy Belmont special, which is two high lives for five dollars, but. I would say that I I was I was behind the like okay so you guys don't have high life fuck this place yeah and I don't know whose idea it was I I think I was maybe talking to like Brian about Brian, this Brian probably yeah and he was like yeah I guess we'll see what happens and then when it, when it happened it was a big momentous occasion I love the Brian and we let you believe it was your yeah. idea that's good man it was my idea because like you need to bring high life to this place Brian <laughs> is so good yeah yeah Brian's, Brian's smart man he's, he's one, one of the best managers up. I've ever, I've ever I, I, liked, I liked he would always go you know I don't want a whole beer can I get a half oh uh, yeah beer? we called those Brian beers the oh. Brian beers <laughs> yeah that's true can Smart I get a half of a beer <laughs> and, and he, he would, would yeah go ahead about that. and then he'd have like five half beers yeah <laughs> you where know? he could have just like two real beers and he'd do this he'd go he'd go can I have a half like he'd always do like a little hand gesture yeah 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 Brian beer you know so we'd go be like give me a Brian yeah. and you'd have to do it you'd have to like do the yeah and I'm sure like you've it. heard this like yeah because like you know Tiff says like she was too afraid to talk to you because you know she was intimidated by you like Brian yeah. was that for me when I first saw him I was like that guy looks like he's mean as fuck, man. He looks like he's mean as hell. And then once I met him and like talked to him for a little while, he actually like talked to me first. Yeah. And I was just like, oh god, that guy talked to me. 
Yeah, he's probably the softest, and nicest he guy. He's the, the nicest person I've ever like. Yeah. He's up there. Like they, there's a little couple. There's some people that are like nicer, but Brian is like in that. You know, if there was a oh, nice yeah. competition, he's in the top three of oh, people. Yeah. I've he ever would met. totally win other than being nicest out of he, the owners. He, for sure. Every time I see him, and we're in a bar, every time he goes, "Let me buy you a drink." He always buys me a drink, and I've tried to buy him drinks, and he won't let you buy him a drink. I've never been able to buy him a drink. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, I always yeah. tease people, like, when he shows up and we're hanging out, and they're like, oh, yeah. how come I always get drunk when Brian's around? I was like, he's a professional. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to make you drink. He's going to get you drinks. Well, he's going to serve it, you drinks. I will say of all the things, like, I, you know, I'm sure people tell you all the time about, you know, that they miss the Blackbird. You know, I'm, do you hear it all the time? I do, and I wonder where those people were when we were open. Uh, we were there a lot. <laughs> you were, you were. We were there a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to. You know, we have the we have the right to say because you do. There's, there. there's a handful of people when they tell me that I'm like, yeah, I, I totally understand. Yeah. Obviously, not the people in this room. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, were... Billy and I were there at least at least two days a week. That's why you got easily. invited to the employee parties. Right. At least every Sunday. For sure. Every Sunday. Yeah. And then one week, like Friday or Saturday night, one of the two. I got to play there at least a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like they were but, always accommodating. The one thing I probably miss the most is that's when I got to like see Brian. I don't ever see him anymore now. Like wow. I, I don't know where you see Brian at now. Uh, I see Joey. I see you. Yeah. Well, not anymore because you're gonna move away. Moving away, yeah. Moving away. But um, I don't ever see Brian because I don't. He works. You know, he's a bartender. At, what's the El Pinto? El Pinto. I always want to call it El Patio, but that's the one in in uh, Knob Hill. That's the one next to my yeah. house. Yeah. But he works El Patio, the fancy smancy like Mexican food restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. I say if you if you go there and you want to mm-hmm. eat some Mexican food, ask to sit in the bar. Yeah. Eat there and then have Brian feed find, drinks. Find the guy that looks like he's never been outside during the day. Ever, <laughs> like he has a detanning booth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, decent. I remember um, we had we had this uh, we had someone come into the Blackbird one day to drop off a resume, and they kind of looked around because it was me and Basil and Brian working at the time, and they're Wait, all. Chris Dempsey worked there. Is this? I'm sorry, Chris. Whatever. Is yeah. is this a uh, is this a vampire bar? Right. Like, do you yeah. have to like be a vampire? Oh, to work that here? was the funny thing is like Brian when Brian would hire. It's funny, Joey. One day, there was like some go- girl in there. That she, number one, she was blonde. Yeah. And she had like normal clothes on. And Joey goes, Hey, look, I hired an employee. And he goes, He's like, You can tell the difference because if Brian would have hired her, she would have had tattoos everywhere and only wear black with chains and have black hair. And yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I wonder what's going on with that after a while, you know? Actually, the, the best hiring. <laughs> person we had was vince you got if you guys remember vince he's one to hire yeah. me yeah, yeah. Vince, i love vince vince had like an eye for waitresses yeah is yeah. this a vampire bar is this a vampire yeah. bar looked around. that was I, that that's that oh. was one of the I stories remember, is, so. i don't remember vince i just remember like the juggalo cook Bubba was one of the coolest motherfuckers. Yeah. He, and he made the best he fucking was breakfast, good breakfast burritos. I love Bubba yeah. because he would get done cooking and then he would come out and talk to you and smoke a cigarette. Just be like, Hell, yeah, and at man. first, when you look at him, you're like, oh, this guy's probably not very smart. And he would sit down and talk to you and you're like, oh, wow. I actually sat and talked to the guy, didn't look at my phone the entire time, engaged. And yeah. then he'd go back and cook and you're just like, wow. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, I've never, I haven't seen him since. I wonder what he's doing now. He's a manager at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, good. Oh, that's right. He was leaving to go there whenever I was like near the end. Right. Yeah, I was, near the well, end. I was working at the Bird at the time. Uh, yeah. The Bird of Paradise, different, different bird. Yeah. And we lived. He would he would drop by extra wings to me on his way home, and I'd, oh, I'd hook him up with cheap booze. It was a nice little See, situation. See, and that's yeah. and that's what I loved about that place, and that's why I call it. We're almost done. If you can wait, like, like about five minutes. Uh, we. Um, that's what I loved about that place was like the sense of community that kind of like revolved around it. You'd run into the same people. You would, you know, if you saw someone in there being shitty, you might, you know, you'd go, I'd go tell the bouncer, be like, that guy's kind of being a piece of shit over there, you know? Yeah. You might watch him, you know, and you'd kind of do that. Like, you know, that's how I met Gerald, uh, oh, Jerry yeah. Burkhart. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, Brian, like let, letting Brian hire people, he hired Pickett as a, wait- as a waiter. Oh, yeah. Pickett was the best waiter. There is no place in town that would hire Pickett as a waiter. There's no way. No. And he was so good. He was the best. I would always go in and, and, you know, know, usually like guys were like, I want the hot waitress. No, I always wanted Pickett because Pickett knew what to do. Yeah, yeah, man. That was funny. 
A lot of people yeah. think the, the attractive women make a lot of money. Pickett made money because Pickett he, did. He hustled. Hustled. He like got stuff done. I hated when you guys promoted him to bartender. Uh, he liked it. He made more money. As I bet well. he did. Yeah. I bet he did. But I liked him. He, he was my waiter. Yeah. I'd walk in. I would walk in the door, and it, it would it was packed. Way Funky's playing. There's like people everywhere. Pickett hat would 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 have a PBR. Within like I, I'd have four steps in the building, and he's like, Ksh! boom. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that wow. And I took a friend one time, and they're like, what the hell? I was like, I know, right? So there was this one uh, server, Caitlin, who always had the highlights ready for me. Yeah. And she would just do this, like two. It's like yes. Two. The Billy Billmont special at the Blackbird. Right. The unofficial. Unofficial. Yeah. We should have done it. We we had we had a couple of owners meetings. We talked about it. Yeah. And we just thought it was. <laughs> And then, of course, you might get your head would have got real big and it would have right. been bad. Thank it was you. one of those Thank things you. where, like, then at the end of the night, Danny would come in with a big, like, gunny sack full of cash, throw so, it over his shoulder, and just walk away laughing. Ha 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 ha. I wish that would have happened. <laughs> so, uh, we're going we're gonna to end the first hour. Danny's going to stick around for the second hour. Hey, um, so do you have any music that's not licensed? Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, cause we can that play, we can play we, that's we, not going to get show. us in trouble with uh, YouTube? He doesn't. He's he's pretty on that. No. No. Okay. But you we'll, can do we'll, it. We'll and, play Billy and just say like <laughs> that. You said it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I have to fight him every time. Oh really? Yep. Well, uh, I, mean, I have to you, fight him on his music. If you don't want to, do I it, lost. Don't do it. I lost yeah. one time. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're like, nope. We don't think that's yours. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not mine. But the fucking guy that's talking on there, it's his fucking shit. It's like so, I wrote that song, and you're telling me it's not my song. Where where would uh, where would I go to find this music? Said what, music? What's your favorite song that yeah. you played on or written? Oh, or man. what's a place that, to go like a SoundCloud? That's or? hard. That's really hard. Can, can we tease for the next hour? I want to know what song was on the porno. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about because you license a lot of music. Let's tease that. We're also going to tease like talking about because you're moving. Yeah, that's why you're on the show. Moving. We're moving. Get where, 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 you know, where you're going, why you're going there. Yeah, all right. Uh, what? So where, where do I go to to play said you, music? Uh, well, we'll do um, just do lazyrobot.com. Okay, and this is you have uh, you own this music, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what we'll do. Peace, Jim Phillips. Yeah. So if yeah, last, so so people want to go to lousyrobot.com, they can listen to music. Uh, which one do I go to? There's four albums. Do um I There's mean, Oddities, Obscurities. Oops, it's going nuts. Hold on. There you go. Do, uh, let's do Christmas in Berlin. That's a that's a that's a good one. Which so one which album is that one? It's on the white one. It's the have a teaser comment. Well, we're going to do a couple, so uh, about it. how the bathroom smelled from a woman about the blackbird. Oh, okay. <laughs> it still smells the same, Oops, too. Sorry, I'm not trying to play. So, um, yeah, so I want to thank Dandy for coming on the show. Yeah, Obviously, you. to break kayfabe, Dandy and I are actually friends out there. I know a lot of people are like tuning in to see if there's a fight going to happen. <laughs> you know, arr, arr, headlocks and you know, hand grenades. But no, um, so we'll play like two songs from this uh, for the break. Uh, so stick with us. We'll be back. Um, definitely. Oh, we do have some things to promote. Billy, do you have any music coming up? Uh, I have an album coming out in June for Bellama. Uh, it's going to be recorded at the guy. Who's the Angel Baby guy? Anyway, so anyways, recording with him. So that record, that EP will be out uh, in three weeks, I guess. But I want to tease from the second hour, our first uh, paranormal experience at the Blackbird. Oh, oh that's no right. That is correct. Oh, and it was one of those it. nights after two, or after you know, like four in the morning. Um, so we do have that. So uh, Smiley, do you you don't you don't have anything, right? Uh, no. Okay. So I don't know for sure if we do next Sunday. We I think we have DWO owner and villain Johnny K possibly booked is that the guy who who wears a suit and like slick back no 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 he's this one this guy's the evil um true detective season one type evil hillbilly oh shit he has a baby doll and he wears smeared neck uh, you know makeup and it comes out in like you know human skin type looking clothing you know uh also um to announce this june 30th we will we will have a show we're not going to do a Sunday show that week. We're going to do a show on Friday. June 30th, we're going to do a marathon show to raise money to buy new equipment. 
Nice. We don't have a, a official time start yet, but the reason why I'm announcing it, uh, I would like to get people to sponsor that. That that I'd like to get people to uh, come in, and you you can go to the bathroom now if you want, because uh, it's just talking. But I, I'm trying to get people to come in and sponsor. We're going to try to do 10 hours, a 10-hour show, June 30th. I'm not going to always be on the show that night. Oh, uh, I, w- I would love. The thing is, yeah. like, it, it's been since the time I've been on the show. Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm tenured now. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where like you be gone for a Sunday. Yeah. And it's always in my head. It's like, should I do a show with Well, you guys, someone's going to have to run it some of the hours. We're going to do like 10 hours. We're going to stop every hour. We're going we're gonna to save everything. That way we don't, because if we do just like straight 10 hours. And something screws and up. And something screws up and we lose 10 hours of fucking audio and video. So we're going to like, so one of the four of us is always going to have to like be running something and stopping every hour, you know, because 10 hours is a fucking long show. So it's probably going to start like about six or seven on a Friday and then go as long as it goes until, I mean, we're going to try 10 hours and we're going to try to raise money that entire time, you know, just to buy new equipment. You know, people are like, where do you get, you know, who pays for your equipment? Well, we do and it's expensive. So we're going to try to do a 10 hour show. Uh, That's June 30th. So that's coming up at the end of this month. uh, So we'd like if if you can personal message me on Facebook, if you're uh, a brewery or um, something that would like to donate or um, sponsor us in some way, I'm not really sure what's the best way. Um, that, that camera's not on. It's not live. You want me to put it live so you can do guns at it? Now it's live. No, no, man. Now do it's guns good. at it. Do some guns at it. There you go. Evil cam. So, yeah. So, that's coming up. So, yeah, personal message me. Uh, stick around for the second hour. Um, you know, if, if, if you're watching this live, go to facebook.com forward slash 10 drink and like our page because this is where we go live now. But we also have a website called 10 minimum.com. Um, we definitely drink when we do the show, even when Dandy's not here. And you should always drink as well. But always remember never, never get, get too drunk to jerk 10 drink minimum.com. Everything in the world is running through my mind And it wakes me up at night It's a wicked world But I don't mind Tonight it's alright Wanna come home and see you again? Spend Christmas in Berlin.
Everything in the world is running through my mind, and it keeps me up at night. I can't give up. I don't know what that is. 